Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner, and on this podcast, we chat about living healthy, happy, and fulfilling lives. From fitness to relationships to business, we really cover it all. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode on the Talk Healthy to Me podcast. I am your host, Brindley Joyner, and today's episode is going to be kind of girl talk. As you saw by the title of the episode, we're going to be talking about all things living healthy and optimally while you're on your period or during that time of the month. We're also going to dive into what I've been learning through cycle syncing and all about the different phases of your cycle and how to use that new knowledge and understanding to your advantage and create healthy routines around your cycle. So yeah, a lot of girl talk, but I do want to say if you're a guy listening and this, you know, doesn't make you uncomfortable or anything, huge props to you because I think it's a topic that should be more normalized and it should be a topic that we're able to talk about with our guy friends, with our girlfriends, like whoever, and it not be some weird thing. Like I feel like it was when I was growing up and I do see a shift in society where hormones and periods and cycles and all that is being talked about more. But even I know in my own heart and deep down, I still feel like a little, I don't know, not shameful, but a little embarrassed talking about it or even saying like, I'm on my period. And I want to break free of that. Like, I don't think it's a shameful thing at all. And I think it's actually a really beautiful and awesome thing about the woman's body. So I want to make this conversation more normalized and just speak some light and truth into it. So with that being said, if you are a guy listening, I think that's awesome. And I think maybe you'll gain a little bit of understanding about the woman's body and hormones and what we go through. And if you're a girl listening and you have a boyfriend or a husband, or a fiance and you want them to understand you more, maybe this is an episode you'll want to send to them. So I think anybody listening can get something from this and I'm really excited to dive into it. I do want to preface this with I'm not a doctor, I'm not a dietitian, I'm no expert and I'm not trying to recommend any health advice or anything like that. I want to make that super duper clear, but I have been researching on my own, um, listening to TED Talks, watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, reading, and just trying to grow in my knowledge and understanding on this topic and I've been applying it to my life and I'm just seeing how it really does impact me. And so I want to share my experience and what's really fascinating about it and just, yeah, everything I'm learning. So that's what this episode is. It is by no means me coming on as an expert telling you what to do or telling you what is right and wrong or, you know, anything like that. I think you guys know that from the vibe of all my podcasts. I'm always like, this is what I'm experiencing and this is my walk and take it with a grain of salt, do your own research, all of that. But I do think it's something that I'm really passionate about right now in this season of my life. And like I said, I'm doing all the learning that I possibly can. So I want to share what I do learn and what I do experience with you guys. Okay, with that disclaimer out of the way, let's dive into this. I'm currently on my period right now. I'm on day two of it. And let me tell you, the cramps are not so good today. Usually for me, the first two days, the cramps are really bad and the mood swings are bad and all of that. And then after the first two days, I'm like good to go. My period usually lasts around four days for me. And yeah, after the first two, I'm like so unbothered by it. So we just got to get through this day and then luckily everything will chill out after that. But I thought it was like perfect timing to dive into this when I'm feeling all the hormones and I'm in the experience um, so that I can really speak into just everything I experienced throughout it. I want to kick this episode off with a little Q&A and I asked you guys to ask me questions on my Instagram story. If you're not following on Instagram, it's just brinley.joiner. And whenever I do a podcast that I want to incorporate some of the like questions you guys have, I'll do a Q&A before I record. So you can always follow along on this 
there and ask whatever questions you want to have answered. But I'm just going to rapid fire read through some of them and give my answers so you guys can kind of get to know me and hear about my cycle before I really talk in depth on all this. So let's start with the first one. This is from Jana. Jana said, have you always been regular on your period? So I think I got my period when I was, I want to say 14, maybe 15, somewhere around that time. Um, I was a little bit later than all my other friends and I was like, what the heck? Like everybody else has it. What's wrong with me type of thing. And then I got it. And I would say by the time I was 16, my period was super irregular. It was very, very painful. Like my cramps were so bad. They would hold me back from school. I would feel nauseous. Um, I experienced some breakouts and everything around that time of the month that were just like very, very bad breakouts very unnormal. There was one point where I was having my period almost two times a month every month and it was just unbearable. So I told my mom about it and unfortunately when my mom took me to the doctor, the doctor recommended that I get on birth control to fix this. And I say unfortunately, I say that lightly first off because sometimes like people really do need it and it may really help them. But for my case, I really do wish that my doctor would have been more holistic about the approach with me because I think it actually caused a lot of problems for me personally in the long term and like getting off of it for me was really hard and yeah I just didn't have the best experience with birth control but I will say it helped the symptoms of having my period irregularly like two times a month so the first one I got on did get me to have my period only once a month And then after a while, I started getting like very intense headaches and stomach aches. We went back to the doctor and they put me on a different birth control and that worked for a little bit. I think where I really went wrong was in high school. As a girl, I learned that I could like hack the system and I could stop taking the sugar pill, which I guess like the sugar pill, and this is feels so long ago, I don't even exactly remember it so well, but I do remember I found a way um, where I could not get my period if I didn't want to. And so of course, if I had like a fun trip coming up or something, I would force my body into not getting my period. And I think that really, really messed me up. And I <laughs> look back on that and I'm so sad that I, you know, saw my period as such a terrible thing and saw it as something that I could just easily dispose because I think it just totally messed up my hormones and the natural flow of my body. And so, yeah, in the moment, I think I was appreciative for birth control because it did, of course, take away the two periods a month. But looking at it now in hindsight, I struggled with intense mood swings that I had never experienced before with birth control. I also noticed if I missed a couple days on birth control that my hormones would just absolutely freak out. I would break out. I would gain water weight so fast. And I don't know, there was just multiple little red flags along the way that I realized "Mm, this might not be the healthiest option for me personally. And I stayed on birth control for give or take six years. And then, like I said, when I got off it, I had a lot of problems, mood swings, acne, feeling like little spurts of just sensations of depression or anxiety that I had never felt before, quick weight gain, and then just very spontaneous weight fluctuation. And it took a while for my body to really like get back to this balanced, stabilized place. I will say I'm so grateful that once I was off it consistently, I think it took about two months, but I finally started getting a regular period and my body has never gone back to having two periods in one month. Praise God. That's what I was so scared about that I would get off of it And I got off of it because I started doing my research on it and realizing that it might have been kind of messing up my natural 
cycle, my natural flow, my natural hormones. And so I was really afraid because I wanted to like do this healthy thing for my body and for my mind, but I was afraid when I got off of it, all those problems would come back and they actually didn't. So I didn't have two periods. I still haven't. And I've had a healthy, regular period ever since then. But I've been off it for two or three years now. And I really love being off of it. I feel like I'm just more in control of my mind and my body and how I respond to things and my mood and my skin and all of that. I just feel like I can really be in control of those things and not have some little pill dictating it. Well, that was a long answer to the question, but again, the question was, have you always been regular? So my answer is no. I used to get two periods a month and was on birth control for a while, and now I am regular again for the past two years. Okay, (laughs) I'll try to go quicker next time. Next question. This one is from Angelina. She said, how do you deal with cramps or pain? Oh, I have so many little tips and tricks on this one, but the first thing that comes to my head is raspberry leaf tea. It is a natural tea and you can get it at pretty much any grocery store. And I will have that first thing in the morning when I wake up because usually my cramps are the worst in the morning and at night. So I'll have it first thing in the morning and then I'll also have it at night. It is caffeine free. And that's another thing. Caffeine actually is known to dehydrate your body, which can make the cramps feel worse. In my own experience, that's so, so true. And when I do start my period. I don't allow myself to have coffee or really any caffeine throughout the day because it exacerbates my cramps truly. Um, So I stick to caffeine-free tea and raspberry leaf tea. It helps with inflammation and it really does help my cramps more than mitol, more than ibuprofen or anything. I love that. You can also make this iced. So a little tip if you're like maybe going out on the boat or like doing something throughout the day and you can't like be drinking a hot tea, I'll put two tea bags in a jar overnight in the fridge and I'll soak it so that it makes like a raspberry leaf iced tea, which is a good little hack as well. Um, Another thing for cramps is hot pads. I love heating pads. I have a little mat that I lay down on. You can put it on top of you or you can lay on top of it. I think warmth um, is just so comforting and whether you have you know, the, the traditional cramps that you're experiencing in the front, or if you have like crazy lower back pain that some people experience, you can put some on the back, some on the front. But yes, heating pads is amazing. That also goes for like a warm bath, a really warm shower, sometimes a sauna. I try not to do super intense sauna sessions because it can dehydrate my body more. But a light um, 10 minute, 10, 15 minute sauna session can really help sometimes too. Another thing is to make sure you're staying hydrated just with regular water. So I fill up a huge bottle and just chug it all throughout the day. I'm constantly filling it up. I promise you, you will notice a difference in your body if you are hydrated versus dehydrated every day, but especially when you're on your period. Also for me, light movement always helps me. Sometimes it's the very last thing I want to do is like get up and go on a walk. But anytime I do, I'm like, thank you God for giving me legs that walk because this helps so much on my period. Going on like a 30 to 45 minute light walk, especially outside in fresh air, it really like gets your mind off the cramps. So like it's a mental thing, but also I truly think it's a physical thing and it always alleviates the like pain. I think on the first and second day for me, it's just kind of constant throughout the day. It's always sort of there, but it does help when I get some light movement in. And last thing I'll say on this is magnesium. I try to take magnesium supplement every day, but I up my dosage of it a little bit more when I'm on my period or around my period. And that can help with just tension in the body, inflammation, muscle tension, cramps, all of that. So actually there's magnesium in Kaizos Cocoa. So I have that pretty much every night, but I'll just have maybe two scoops when I'm on my period or something like that to get a little extra boost of magnesium into 
my diet. The next one is what do you use in terms of like pads or tampons and what do you think about them? So pretty much my whole life I've been using tampons but recently in my wellness journey, I've been trying to just dive into like hormone health, women's health and all of that. And I've been doing a lot of reading on using tampons versus using pads and all of that stuff. So very recently, I've been switching to trying to just use pads as much as possible for a couple of reasons. One is there is such thing called toxic shock syndrome with tampons. Definitely look into that if you want to hear more about it, because I'm not super well versed on that and don't have a lot of knowledge. But basically it can, I think it comes from bacteria being stuck in your system if you leave a tampon in way too long, something like that. But some of the reasons I've been switching to using pads other than that is that I have read a lot about how good bacteria can stay in your system if you're not stripping it away and completely like soaking it up with a tampon um, and you want the good bacteria to stay. You don't want it to be stripped of everything. Also, there's been a couple articles that I've read about some tampons having toxins in them or just not being made of the healthiest materials. And if you don't know for sure that you're getting like a very clean, healthy tampon, you have no idea what you're actually putting in your body. Some people have said that you have less cramping when you don't use a tampon. And I don't think this is proven anywhere, but I have seen a lot of people say that you have shorter periods when you don't use a tampon and you use a pad instead. I think for me that actually is true because I know when I just use a pad and I'm able to stay at home, sometimes my periods only last three days. So I don't know if you are interested in that, definitely research it, maybe try it out yourself and see what works best for you with that. But I actually bought a reusable, it's like a diva cup and it's a reusable cup that you insert instead of a tampon. It's eco-friendly because you're not wasting a bunch of materials like tampons because it is reusable and you can wash it after every use. It's made of material that's safe for the human body. You don't feel it at all once it's in. And the one that I have can last up to six tampons. Um, like it, the capacity would be the same amount as six tampons could hold. I will say I'm just now getting used to it and it is a little bit scary the first time. And I don't know if I am using it 100% properly, but I'm learning. So I'll keep you updated on that. I guess if you guys want to hear more, you can DM me and um, I can answer any questions on that. But I think I'm going to learn to really love it. I've only used it twice now, but I think that's definitely going to be a new staple in my life during my cycle. Okay, the next question is, are you ever super cranky and how do you handle that? Uh, I should have Lucas on here to help me answer that question. I definitely do get mood swings still and I do get cranky. I'm a very like emotional girl just in general. So it's definitely heightened on my period when my hormones are all rising and falling and all of that. I try to just bite my tongue if I feel like saying something because I know that when my period's coming and it's that time of the month, I'm just going to be more prone to snipping and saying things that I don't really mean or getting mad over little things or getting upset over little things. And I don't want to take that out on Lucas when it's not his fault at all. So I just try to bite my tongue and do that the best I can. But of course, I'm human and imperfect. And I have moments where I lash out real quick and like maybe he didn't do the dishes and I asked him to two hours ago or something stupid and silly. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, why didn't you do the dishes? I asked you this. And then I might start crying or something because I'm like, oh, you don't care about me. <laughs> Silly stuff like that. I don't know. I hope someone can relate to that. And then as soon as I say it or as soon as it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, I'm crazy. And then usually Lucas being the angel he is, he's like, no, you're not crazy and it's okay. You're just on your period. I understand. But I think the first like couple months of um, being married, there were conversations we had to have of like me explaining to him, I'm so sorry when I do snap at you. Like that's not my intentions, that doesn't reflect how I feel about you. 
but it's actually crazy what my body goes through and what my hormones are doing that I am so hypersensitive and I truly don't feel like myself sometimes. So that is the reason and I'm not excusing it, but I just want to let you know so that you don't get your feelings extremely hurt if I do snap on accident sometimes. Okay, let's do just a couple more because we're already getting so deep into this episode and I want to talk about some other things. Mm, There's a lot of questions about how to work out and eat throughout your cycle which that's what the main meat of this episode is going to be about. So I'm going to leave those ones and I'm going to answer those more once I get into it. But let's find like one more good one. Oh, okay. I like this one. Best sweet tooth healthy recipes for that time of the month. So I love chocolate. I really don't crave chocolate except for when I'm on my period. I usually will crave ice cream or cookies or fruit or smoothies and that type of sugary fun treats when I'm off my period. But when I'm on my period, I just want dark chocolate so bad. So I love a good hue chocolate bar. It's just like HU. They're made of awesome ingredients and I really like the cashew butter one. Those are definitely my go-to. Another thing, a shameless plug, I have to shout out Kaizos. I was thinking about this today and I was like, dang, I didn't even realize when we created Kaizos that this is something that is so good for women when they're on their period because it's chocolatey. It's a healthy hot cocoa mix, but it's packed with so many good supplements and one of them is magnesium and how I was just saying, I try to get magnesium in my diet too. It has that, it has collagen, it has digestive enzymes, It has chamomile, which helps you relax. And all the supplements really just give you a relaxed mindset and help you to ease the stress in your body or mind. It's meant to be a hot cocoa that you drink before bed. It doesn't have active ingredients like melatonin that are gonna make you drowsy, but it's more of like, a relaxing, calm state. So it is a great option for when you're on your period. And I drink it every night, but yeah, when you're on it, I think, yeah, that is an amazing option as well. And you can bake with it. You can mix it into smoothies. You can make it into hot chocolate or cold chocolate milk. There's so many ways to drink it or eat it. Um, Another one would be, I like making nice cream. I like to do frozen banana, ice, almond milk, and then either chocolate protein powder or Kaiser's cocoa mix to give it that chocolatey taste. And then I'll put it in my high speed blender and just blend on low speed until it turns into this super thick bowl of like chocolate banana ice cream. That's one of my favorites. And I like to add a little bit of like chocolate chips or cacao nibs for a crunch on top as well. And if you're not craving chocolate or if you don't like chocolate, I love taking time on my period to come up with little fun creations like mug cakes, healthy cookies, banana bread, just fun recipes that I'm craving in the moment. I'll try to make healthy fixes with them. For instance, adding almond flour instead of white bleached flour and coconut oil instead of canola oil and coconut sugar instead of white sugar. Just making little switches like that to where, yeah, they still have essentially the same things, but it's like healthier ingredient versions, if that makes sense. Okay, that's the last question I'm going to do for now because like I said, we're getting deep into this and I want to spend the rest of the episode really talking about what I'm learning with cycle syncing. This is a term that has really been on the rise on social media. People are getting awareness to it and people are starting to talk about it. And the first TikTok that I saw about cycle syncing, I was like, what the freaking heck is this? I had never heard about it. And I was like, I've been a woman with a period for like 10 years now and I never learned about cycle syncing. Why didn't someone teach me this in middle school or high school or why wasn't this in a curriculum and why haven't I been doing this and using this tool to live a healthier and happier life, especially on my cycle? And so I wanted to talk about this and start the conversation, something that intrigues you to do your research and learn more on this as well because I think it's a tool that is so powerful to us as women and it's something that we can use to gain understanding to work with our bodies and with our cycles and with our hormones instead of constantly fighting against them. Because I think that's really how I grew up with a period 
was trying to find ways to fight against it and to like hack my way out of having a period or to, you know, push myself so hard during it because I was so frustrated or I was just pissed that, you know, I had low energy or something. So I'm just going to work out harder because I'm going to take it out on myself. And I think that is so unhealthy and it was detrimental to my hormone health and my mood and everything um, all the years that I lived that way. And I've been on a self-improvement and self-growth journey for the past couple of years, but hormone health and women's health is something that just recently I'm really trying to dive into because I honestly have just never had someone like teach me or share with me how important that is as a woman. And I think I've gained this new grace for myself and this new understanding of myself. And the more that I learn and dive into my body and my hormones and everything, my whole makeup, I have this deeper appreciation for me and who I am as a woman and for my body. And I think it's so important to, you know, learn the fundamentals of you and how you were made and everything that goes into you. Because when you understand the science behind it and you understand the systems and the hormones, you're able to have so much more grace for yourself when you go through highs and lows throughout your cycle. And you no longer want to beat yourself up or be mad at yourself when, you know, you're going through a phase because you understand that phase now and you're prepared for it. that's what I want to talk about now. And I hope it does just maybe intrigue you to go learn more and to also take some time to kind of dive into this stuff because I think it's so beneficial for us. So what cycle syncing is, is basically it's a term that describes syncing up your workouts to fit the phases of your cycle. So instead of doing the same workout all month long, it's realizing that when you're in one phase of your cycle, you might need a different type of movement than when you're in another phase of your cycle. And preparing yourself to work out in different ways. And some people are even talking about new ways of like cycle syncing with meals and everything too. So before we get into the specific like workouts and foods that I try to do throughout them, let's dive into what these four phases actually are. From the research I've done, the thing that stuck out to me the most in explaining this is that just like we have outward cycles in the world around us, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall, we also have inward cycles that are happening in our body. And these four phases, It goes in a circle, but most frequently people start at the first day that you get your period and that is menstruation. That is, we'll say phase one. So we're going to call this phase winter. So think in the wintertime, you are maybe a little bit less social. You stay in, you bundle up, you are eating like warm soups in pastas and cozy hearty meals you're a little bit more mellow than you would be in the summer maybe your your activities go way down and you just find yourself having less energy you're more stationary you're more chill that explains everything for how i am personally when i am on my period I don't really want to go out and make plans and do plans and I don't really want to be social. I like to chill by myself and I like to have alone time, me time, rest time. I don't always feel, you know, my most confident and bubbly self and that's totally normal and that's okay. And I have come to the place now finally where I accept that and I'm expectant of it and I know when it's coming and I purposely don't make plans during that week. And I really take that time to sit, reflect, read, just give myself grace and chill and have a ton of self-care days. These are the days I like to have like little spa days at my house, like a a hot bath with lavender and do like an extended skincare, hair care, 
all of that and really just take the extra steps to give myself all the self-care and the self-love that I can during those four-ish days. In terms of working out and eating during this time, when you're losing blood, you're losing iron. So I really try to eat more iron and get more iron incorporated into my diet. So I try to just pack in spinach, whether I'm putting it in smoothies or having salads with it. Beets are really good during that time. Nuts. I like munching on some dried fruits like dried apricots, dark chocolate during this time. That's just a fun little food that I'm always craving and I just try to find healthier brands of it that don't have a bunch of added crap in the ingredient list. I definitely have dark chocolate pretty much every single day of my period. For workouts, I rarely feel like doing anything, but I know that light movement does truly make me feel better mentally and physically. So I try to get myself to do like 30 to 45 minutes of light movement every single day that I'm on my period. Sometimes all I can do is a very light walk. Other days I can do Pilates or a yoga flow, but I try to keep everything super low impact and low stress on my body. Um, On my app, so I have an app that I post my workouts and everything. And right now I'm working on in the future, but right now I don't have Pilates or yoga flows on there and I don't have cycle syncing workouts, but that will be coming very soon in the future. But what's really awesome is that on my app, you can go, once you get a subscription to it, you can go and do any other trainer that is also on the app. You can do their workouts for free. So I personally go to other trainers and I'll type in like Pilates flow or yoga flow and I'll go and do those. You can also look up free ones on YouTube if you don't have my app or you can just kind of make your own up. If you've ever taken a yoga class, try to remember some of the flows that they took you through and just put on some music and start stretching and just moving your body in whatever way feels right honestly. But yeah, very low impact. I rarely pick up weights on the days that I'm on my period because I'm just so fatigued. I feel like it doesn't really benefit me. It just ends up putting me in a worse mood because I feel frustrated that I couldn't lift well. So I like to keep it very low impact. Okay, the next phase is follicular. So this is what we would refer to as the spring phase. So think in the spring, it's like new, it's exciting. You're getting little bursts of motivation. You're stepping into maybe some creative activities. You feel your energy coming back. This is when your estrogen is more high and your progesterone is more low. Your mood kind of stabilizes. You go from being moody to kind of being excited or happy again. And this is the time when I like to tap into some high intensity workouts. So think HIIT workouts, maybe going on some run walks that are kind of high intensity or uphill and stuff. I like to do spin class, more strenuous workouts, um, some weight training, just fun, high energy, high intensity stuff. This is also when I feel like the most inspired to make videos and create and tap into, yeah, my creative energy during this time. And as far as food, I want to try to focus on getting iron, zinc, and vitamin D in my diet mainly. I always try to keep balanced meals going like my whole life so that stays pretty normal in, as far as like a balanced plate of healthy fats, carbohydrates, and protein and micros too. But things I would focus on more in the follicular phase are avocado, salmon, um, sweet potatoes, things like flax seeds and pumpkin seeds. I personally hate lentils, but I've heard lentils are really good to eat during this time. And walnuts are also a really good snack to incorporate during this time. Next, we have ovulation. So this is what you would see as the summertime. Ovulation is the time your body is trying to get pregnant. So it is feeling good. It is, you know, feeling confident and sexy and maybe excited and, you know, just more out there, high energy and 
fun. For me personally, this is the time that I feel like I'm just thriving. I want to do all the fun activities. I want to make plans with friends. I want to go do this and this and this. I feel like I have endless energy and I've really been trying to take advantage of that. So when I know that time is coming, I'm like, okay, what plans can we make? Like I have all of my social energy to get out right now. Like let's do stuff. This is when I feel my most confident, bubbly, energetic, fun me. So if I have anything that I can plan in advance during this time, if it's like an event for work or meeting up with a new friend or something, I'm like, okay, let's use this time right here. Estrogen is at its high peak, so that's why I'm feeling so good. And just like with follicular, this is a time where I would have the most energy for workouts. So I would be doing strength training, high intensity. Maybe this is good for like Barry's Boot Camp or Orange Theory or fun classes like that. I'm out and about. I'm just burning energy like crazy and yeah, having fun with it. Some foods for this, I try to focus on anti-inflammatory foods even more during this time. And I've also heard that you want to eat foods that are supporting your liver right now to protect it against like environmental toxins and stuff coming in that can impact your hormones. So really just all whole foods. I love berries during this time. Lots of my favorite vegetables, um, fish, more salmon, lots of almond butter. Now this is also um, a little bit different if during this time you are trying to actively get pregnant. I really don't have a lot of knowledge on that because I'm not at that stage in my life right now. I'm sure as that comes along, I'm going to be researching that way more too. So I will, of course, when that season comes, like speak more into that. But I don't know for sure if there's a difference in what you should be eating during this time in ovulation if you are trying to get pregnant. So definitely like talk to a nutritionist or doctor if that's you because I'm not speaking to that right now. But just um, speaking to like what makes me feel the best during ovulation time. Oh, I also like eggs a lot during this time um, and ginger. I've heard people say oysters are good during this time, but that's another food that I'm like, oh, that's great that that's good for you, but I'm not touching that. <laughs> I can't stand the thought and the texture of an oyster. It just feels like a booger to me. And I know they're really good for you. So I wish I liked them, but I just, I can't, I'm sorry. The fourth phase is your luteal phase. So this is the phase that we would call fall time. I like to think of fall time as like summer's coming to an end. You're wrapping up the travel and the fun and kind of just like winding back down. During my luteal phase, I'll definitely notice a shift in energy at the beginning of it. Maybe I'm still kind of on that high ovulation follicular energy. And then it definitely drops as my hormones change. And towards the end of my follicular phase is when I start to really notice a change in my hormones and in my mood and start to get like PMS symptoms because the next thing coming up again is menstruation. So that's when your body might be going through PMS. That's cramps, um, breaking out, moodiness, all of that is coming back around in time for your period to start. And I think this is the time that would always frustrate me the most because think about it, you go from this high of follicular and ovulation and you're having so much fun and you're social and you're out and about doing this and your workouts feel great and everything. And then all of a sudden, it's like one day you wake up and everything just switched and you're like, what the heck is wrong with me? I was so happy yesterday and now I feel sad and depressed and I can't get through a workout. I have zero motivation, like something's wrong with me. And the truth is nothing's wrong with you. It's the woman's body and it's our hormones. And it does truly feel like it was 
an all of a sudden switch and that's because it kind of is. Your progesterone is rising, your estrogen is dipping back down and it affects your mood, it affects your energy, it affects really everything. But I'm really trying to learn and I'm also challenging myself and challenging you to learn to respect the change of energy that's happening in your body right there because it is a change of energy, it's a change of hormones and instead of fighting against it and beating yourself up and getting mad, try to notice when that time is coming, like maybe mark it in your calendar or just try to be aware that it's coming. And then once you do feel that difference or notice notice that difference, you're prepared for it. You know it's coming. It doesn't catch you by surprise and you're able to appreciate it and maybe look at it in a different type of light of like, wow, my body is so incredible that it goes through these phases. And this isn't a bad phase. It's just one of the phases that comes. Um, And I know it comes and I know it goes and we'll get through it. And I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up over it because it's a part of me and it's a part of everyone. And I'm lucky that my body is actually able to go through a cycle like this. I like to look at it as literally a miracle that our bodies are able to do this. It's so cool. As far as workouts during this time, with the low energy that comes and the low motivation that comes, I like to go back to the very low impact, low stress type of workouts. So very slow yoga flows, Pilates, but nothing like high intense with Pilates. I like more floral Pilates at this time. Long walks, maybe like a very slow paced swim, or just sometimes even just hobbies that kind of get you moving, but don't actually feel like a workout. So like pickleball or walking your dog or playing with your dog at a park or just anything that you can get your body moving and get your mind off maybe (laughs) like the mood swings and everything and just get your mind onto some type of easy movement is what I like to really focus on. This is a time for me when I start craving um, sugar a lot and really like junk food type of stuff. Like I'll crave chips, I'll crave definitely chocolate, I'll crave all the cookies and ice cream and all of that, which I kind of have those regularly, but in small amounts and like healthier versions of them. But during this time, I'm like, no, give me the huge portion and give me the unhealthy version. (laughs) So... I think the best way you can prepare for those cravings that come is to just have healthy options ready and made for you and also like make an experience out of it, like have a fun baking night and make your favorite type of chocolate chip cookies, but use ingredients that you know are going to make you kind of like feel better um, versus just like cheap processed cookies you'd buy at the store type of thing. And anything that you can prepare for is going to be better for you. So if you know it's coming, just, you know, maybe meal prep some fun little treats. Another dessert that I have trained my body to kind of crave during this time is dates with almond butter and some dark chocolate chips inside. And I'll put them in the freezer overnight and they make like this date candy bar thing. It's so good. So that's another little thing. I also love to grab for fresh fruit whenever I'm craving sugar or feeling dehydrated. Um, I'll keep some sliced pineapple or just any fresh fruit that sounds appetizing. This is also a time when I have to force myself to drink a lot of water because I tend to forget to drink that. And then I notice, oh my gosh, I haven't drinking water all day. My Like I'm starting to get super moody. I feel anxious and what the heck, I feel so dehydrated now all of a sudden. And I didn't notice it throughout the day, but yeah, keeping a big water bottle during this time is super helpful. This is also a time that I like to try to go more no makeup because I find that if I'm clogging my pores with a bunch of products or things, I'm more, I have more of a tendency to break out during this time. I don't know the actual science behind that. I don't know if it's 
you know, the hormone is like adding oil to your pores or like making your pores bigger or something. I'm, I don't know a lot about skincare, but I just know personally with my experience, this is always the time I tend to have breakouts on my chin and um, on my cheeks and everything. So during the beginning of this phase, I like to try to do no makeup or very like minimal makeup, like just using mascara or something and just giving my skin extra love, like making sure I wash it at night and add this healthy face oil that I use um, so that it's not dried out and pooling for other oils coming from the environment. And yeah, I just try to give it an extra little bit of self-care and self-love during this phase, especially. There were a lot of questions about dealing with bloating, and I think each person is super different. For me, I actually bloat more in the luteal phase, like right before I'm about to get my period. I will have kind of like bad body image days, The probably like the week before my period the most. I'll feel the most bloated then, and I'll feel just not super confident and like my body is just kind of holding on to everything. I feel like this heaviness like all over, starting in my shoulders and just like I feel truly heavy when I'm walking around. It's weird. It's a weird feeling to feel in your own skin, but I think it's from my body just like holding on to water weight and preparing for the period to come. And yeah, I just want to say that like we all go through days where we don't love how we look and me included for sure. But on those days, I try to just not let it get to me because I expect it now and I know it's coming. And whenever a little negative thought comes in my head, I just replace it with the truth. And that is that, you know, I'm not ugly. I'm beautiful the way God made me. I have a period. I'm going through it. And this is normal and this is okay. And I'm not going to look in the mirror and scrutinize myself or scrutinize my body. I'm actually going to avoid the mirror and just try to get outside and fill my mind with things that are joyful instead of hyper-focusing on maybe the things that I feel insecure about during that time. And during that time to help with bloating also, the number one thing is activity. And then the number two thing is hydration. Um, I find on the days that I just sit still and don't get active throughout the day, then I tend to just not be able to digest food as properly. And I get uncomfortably bloated sometimes after meals. And yeah, my body just doesn't feel like it's uh, digesting and dealing with nutrient transport the most effectively. But if I go on little walks throughout the day or go like do little things like pickleball, um, walk Ziggy, maybe I get like a low impact movement in and there's like multiple times where I can get active throughout the day, I feel so much better. And I feel like everything just, my blood is flowing better. My nutrients are being transported properly. My food's digesting better. Everything feels better. And on top of that, it helps your mental health so much in my opinion. Yeah. And then on my, when I actually start my period, I feel like all the bloating kind of goes away. I think the first day I still feel a little bit bloated and then after that it goes away and I don't really experience it that much anymore. It's more so the week before for me, but I know everybody is different, but yeah, if you stick to the activity throughout the day and the hydration, I think those are two of the most helpful things you can do for your body and just knowing that it's coming and don't freak out on yourself and beat yourself up, but instead go over top and giving yourself self-love and self-care during that time. But yeah, those are the four phases of your cycle. And again, from everything that I've learned, there are some people that kind of go back and forth of like which phase is number one. And I don't think that really matters because it's a circle, like there's no start and finish. It's just this ongoing cycle. But most people that I've researched from and watched uh, YouTube videos and TED Talks all say that the phase one starts on the first day of your period. And then, yeah, it goes in the circle all the way until 
you start your period again. And again, these are phases that each person is going to experience them a little bit different. And there are like when you research it, you'll see like some websites and places and people will tell you on day 15, you'll probably experience this. But like I said, for each person, it's so different. And each person's cycle um, is different in terms of how long it is. Some people have like a 20, I think 28 is the average. Some people have a 24 day cycle. Some people have a 35 day cycle. Like it can vary. So there's with the human body and with nature that you can't specifically put like a number on, on day 15, you're getting this cycle or anything like that. But there's like guidelines online. If you want to look into it, you can go try to get a deeper understanding of what phase you're in right now and what to experience in the future and everything. But with all that being said, yeah, I think it's so important to learn this stuff because it helps you to understand yourself better and prepare for days that are coming. And I think the more that you understand the science of your body and what's going on with your hormones, like I said, you can just have more grace for yourself and be more in tune with your body and more in tune with your emotions. I absolutely love learning about all this stuff and I'm going to continue learning. So let me know if you guys like listening to this stuff if you like learning about it too. I definitely encourage you all to do your own research if it like interests you. I think it's so cool to just sit down and read and listen to TED Talks and everything. Um, Yeah, and just learn on your own. But I definitely will keep sharing if you guys like this. So let me know in the reviews or in the comments or DMs, whatever you want to do to let me know that you actually care about this stuff. And if so, I will for sure keep updating you as I learn. I really want to get some experts on here too to talk more about it because everything I've talked about is just kind of like the general like makeup of what your cycle is. But I want experts to really dive deep into all these areas and yeah, give their expertise on this as well. So if you have anybody that you know as a friend personally or that you recommend or maybe someone that you follow on Instagram that you want me to have on, DM me their profile. So maybe I can get some more people on to talk about this with me and have really awesome conversations on here. I want to leave you guys with a challenge this week. Um, but before we get into the challenge, I do want to say I downloaded this app called Flow. This isn't sponsored by any means. I paid for it with my own money and everything. I think it was originally like $2.99. Don't quote me on this for sure. I think it was $2.99 and then I upgraded and it was like $9.99 or something around those numbers. But I wanted to be able to track my cycle and that was like one of the most highly recommended apps. So it's just called Flow, F-L-O. And I just started using it today. So I don't even know if I can say I fully recommend it. I'll keep you guys posted um, later once I've used it for a while if I can say I recommend it or not. But for your challenge, I want to challenge you to maybe download an app or use an online website as a cycle tracker or just do something to be able to track your cycle, even if it's just one time, just to get used to knowing around what time you're in what phase and be able to try to incorporate some workouts that support that phase the best during that time and see how you feel. Just try it out journal about it, incorporate some lower impact workouts like yoga or Pilates or walks into your phases during menstruation and luteal and then follicular and ovulation. Try to get some more high impact, high energy workouts and just see how you feel. You can also cycle sync with the nutrition, like I said, doing your research and eating the foods that support you best during those phases as well. See if it makes any change in your day to day, if it makes any change in your energy, if it helps you get more in tune with your body, whatever it is. But I think this is a super 
super powerful tool that we can tap into all together. And it's something that I'm new to and I'm doing, but yeah, my challenge is for you to join me in this and just try one cycle of cycle syncing and see if you like it and decide if you wanna keep doing it in the future. I will put the link to the app that I personally got in the show notes. And I will also link an article that I read more about this that has some of the details of the workouts and foods that I'm trying to stick to during this time if you wanna read through it as well. And very last thing I wanna say before we close out is if you want to get Kaizo's Cocoa, I always like to leave my podcast listeners with the code on here. It's just for you guys. And that code is healthy25. So you can go and apply that and get 25% off of your Kaizo's Cocoa. Again, that's gut-friendly sleep time, hot cocoa mix packed with awesome supplements like magnesium, digestive enzymes, collagen, maca, ashwagandha, and so many more. And we also have an ambassador program now. So if you try it out and you like it and you want to be a part of the Kaizo's team, we would absolutely love to have you guys. We open up applications for that at the end of every single month. If you're following the Instagram, you will see that application go up at the end of the month. The Instagram is just Kaizos, so K-A-I-Z-O-S. And I'm excited to see how you guys are liking the Kogo and also excited to have you on the team if you join the ambassador program. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for this episode. I think it was a super important one and is something that I am really passionate about right now. I hope you can tell. And I'm excited to dive more into it and maybe do an updated episode on this the more that I learn. As always, thank you guys for supporting the podcast, leaving reviews and comments and DMs and all of that. I so appreciate every message I get about you guys listening and having takeaways from this podcast. Definitely feel free to post it on your story and tag me in what stuck out to you and what you learned and what you want to hear more of because I love to make this even better each episode for you guys. Okay, I'll see you next Monday and I hope you have a beautiful day. Much love, you guys.